I can get some. Chris Vu. Hey. This I'm... is episode number 50, the milestone. Milestone. And we're celebrating by seeing a half-completed, third-completed room at the gym. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm looking at, let's see, these are what, 16-inch on center. I can get some soundproofing insulation. Oh, here, here. we go. There, you know, like, <laughs> I, can, I can get it at cost. This would be a good, good little recording studio here. So, I was just thinking about this when I hit the record button. We've, we've done 50 episodes and one bonus episode when COVID happened initially. It, that was what, the Skype episode? No, that wasn't the Skype. That was the episode where we just kind of, just a bonus episode we threw out there oh, just because okay. COVID happened and the gym got closed and we're like, all right, we're coping with this. Oh, we recorded our at your thoughts? place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what, uh, what's evolved for you? What, what have you, have you had any realizations from this? Have you had any uh, growth from this? Um, yeah, it's a big part of, I, I definitely, I, I miss jujitsu a lot. Like that's, that's a big, probably the thing, like, you know, I, I thought I would be like, Oh, I'm not going to miss that much. And, mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. But I'm like, I, I, of just everything that's gone on in the past, what, nine months at this sure. point, dude. A majority of which is when we're recording, like a lot of, like we started recording in October of last year. So a good chunk of our recording after about episode, uh, well, yeah, at least half our episodes recorded post COVID. Really? Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. Right. Um, I, I, I definitely, but I will say there's one thing I've learned about myself when I'm not here as much, I tend to watch a lot less jujitsu and I become less of the jujitsu really? fan. Yeah. Okay. Worth, because, I, I think I'm the opposite. I think if I don't, if I don't train, give, I compensate give yourself 12 years Okay, and a child and a three year old <laughs> yeah, child yeah, yeah. and a wife. Um, yeah, I, well, I consume a lot less jujitsu. I, I think I'm just less, but I think it's because I have such an addictive personality that whatever I'm into at that moment that's what I'll be watching and that's what I'll be like consuming. So, so like, you're like, Oh, let me get back into graphic novels. Or yep. I'll, I'll be reading comic book stuff and watching YouTube videos about, you know, like the, the canon behind this and like, what did I miss to fill in that gap? Or, um, I'll be like, since I've had to supplement or yeah, I've had to supplement jujitsu training with more weightlifting and fitness related things. You know, like I've been consuming a lot more, had it like program development of what, what I can do to, to stay in shape and, and avoid injury and that sort of thing. So I've been doing a lot more of that than, than actual jujitsu. Like there, and, and right now I'm just like, as I'm kind of getting back in the flow of things, especially being off last week with my car situation, like I'm, I'm kind of like thinking about, you know, you ask me every week, what are you going to work on? What are you going to study and stuff? I think it's going to be probably half guard stuff right now. Top but or ha- half guard top. Ah, yeah, guard my top. man. So yeah, that's going to be because it, it, it's intriguing to me because I've been playing with it just now. Like I taught this morning and um, it was just that Z guard stuff that Paul taught on Saturday. And so, you know, I, I round robined everybody at the end of the class and stuff to like, so you spent the entire class teaching us how to pass Z guard and then you get in there and do something completely different. You know, like, so what do we do from here? I'm like, well, then that's that's something I'll, I'll work on next because I play Z-Guard differently than... I, I play... When you think of Z-Guard, I don't think I really play Z-Guard. I play, I play Knee Shield, I guess, right? It's more of like an... 
I think of keeping people at bay of trying to like swing and hit me in the head. So that and also you're pretty liberal with going with butterfly hook. With yeah, yeah, that, that's like I don't connect my feet. Like it's mm-hmm. it's planted on their hip, but it's with the sort of like opportunities there to be able to to sure. get that in for a butterfly hook. So it's like I'm not playing a true knee shield necessarily. Well, I actually I actually like that way. Like over these months of playing half guard, I found that I like doing that because I feel like a lot of at least the higher level guys that I go with have a tendency to try and pass half guard by uh, threading their, their the, the hand. arm weave. Yeah. The arm weave. Yeah. And if I'm doing any sort of, let's say traditional looking knee shield, they can do that. And the way I can collapse. Yeah. yeah. So the way I counter that is the minute I see them starting to f- do that, I put, I, I just jam my, you know, my shin goes straight into their armpit yep. that, that. and, and I will even, I, I found the best way if I'm really technical about it, I will then use my outside arm, the arm on that side of the knee shield to then cup behind their tricep yep. to create a, a push pull. Mm-hmm. And what's great about that position is it allows me actually to dive in and get an underhook. Right. Because now I'm controlling that and now I just release my, my, my leg. And if I time it, I should be able to get in, you know, get a, yeah. a tight waist and work. So I really, I really noticed how, and I said this before, it's my half guard only got decent-ish once I figured out all the common re- reactions and what the responses were. Right. And that took time because up until that point, it was always I would get killed one particular way because I wasn't, I didn't know what the response was and uh, they would almost overcommit to that one thing and expose other things that I was unaware of could be a reaction for me. So again, it's like, if you know all the reactions of guard player, now the person passing has to be honest and can't overcommit in any one direction right, or any right. one technique. And it makes actually playing guard easier. Cause if they start to do like, I don't necessarily die for an underhook because the minute they try to arm weave and I bring my leg up now they, they get out and they start doing something else. So now you have an interplay of can someone time getting a grip or improving a position. So I'm starting to see, I think the progression of as you get better at a certain guard, what a role starts looking like, Yeah, 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 you know, the role starts looking like, you know, you either opportunistically can get a pass before, as people are settling into the guard or, you manage to time it really well and get them, you know? So, um, back to our original topic of the, uh, what have I noticed? I've noticed that. Like, oh, what has been a big takeaway? I mean, yeah, cause your experience away. with, uh, no, but my takeaway has been, and, and it, it, again, my, I was, I was speaking more about like the podcast, you know, oh, what we've done okay. over those. I know you, you kind of took it about, you know, like what I've noticed over the past year, which is, which is great. I just, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by the response from people and the conversations we've had as a result of episodes we've recorded, you know, like the conversations you've had, you know, offline with people, the conversations I've had offline with people. (laughs) So I think it's cool that we end up having a conversation. People actually listen to us. I know. Like, like, are you really? (laughs) Um. You sucker. No, we should never call her. (laughs) We love each and every one of you. And we're actually beyond delighted that, you know. 
there are a dedicated group of you that, that enjoy this. So, yeah, thank, so you. thank you. Or at least tolerate us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but I do, I, I think it's cool in the sense that not all the time, all the right people, not all the right people, but all the people on the mats all, every day. So it's not like we can all have this collective conversation, but what's happening is if we start a conversation or continue a conversation on the podcast, now our, our friends listen to that and contribute at a later date, either by right. text or by, Hey man, I heard, you know, when the next time you see it. and that's kind of cool. So I thought that was really kind of cool. And I also liked how for some people, uh, that maybe had left the gym or away because of COVID reasons, it was a way to kind of stay connected. Cause obviously we do, yeah. we drop names assuming everyone knows. And if you're not actually a member of this gym or have known us, then you're probably wondering, well, Who's Paul? Who's Michelle? Right, you right. know, who's, who's David? Who are these people we're talking about? Who's Victor? And, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. I mean, you probably figured out that Paul's probably the head coach by this point if, if you're not affiliated with the gym. But I, I thought it was interesting that it was cool to continue conversations we've had yeah. here with and, others. I mean, that was a huge compliment that I got from um, Purple Belt David, Long Hair mm -hmm. David. I actually don't know his last name, even though I've known him since he was like 14 years old. I can actually picture it. I can't pronounce it. What is it? it it's, it's, I can picture it. I can't pronounce it. So just let's say David. Purple so David. just Purple David yeah. from Longwood, but now at Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, like he said, you know, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, because he's such a, he's a genuinely nice person and, a, and an actual genuine person. He, he, he had thanked me. He's like, you know, he showed gratitude. He's like, oh man, like you guys really, like got me through the pandemic. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Like he's like, you know, just listen to you success. guys. Yeah. If we can help one person. <laughs> exactly. Mission or entertain one person. He's like, you know, like just your conversation and, and hearing you guys at the gym, it made me feel like I was actually at the gym. I'm like, Oh wow. I, I didn't realize that our, you know, uh, uh, just recording on the side of the mats and stuff and, and stuff. I always took it as, a, you know, our, our, our listeners annoyed by, you know, People who walk by, people who, you know, and we're, we're constantly like, hey, hey, see you later, you know, like that sort of thing. Like, do people like that or do they, would they rather us just sit in a, in a room? And, and evidently, it's a part of the ambiance, a part of the charm to, to actually be in the mix of the actual, the, the gym, you know, sure. like a, a live gym. So that, that's cool. I, I you know, I, I, maybe we shouldn't change that. We should keep up with that. The essence. Yeah, that's the, the, the soul. <laughs> that's that's the, the character of the, the gym, so, or of our podcast, rather. So on, um, so now we've commemorated our, 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 50, our 50. 50 episodes yeah, by it's, looking it's, back. It's like a, a business, uh, uh, yeah. a business year, right? Yeah. Like we always, we, you predicate things on 50 weeks, not sure. two, so. I mean, just think, what, what was, UFC 50 was a big deal. It was. It was. And then UFC 100, UFC 100 was Brock and... Brock and Frank Mir? Was it Mir or was it, or was it him against, uh, no, I think it was him against, uh, it was him against Randy. At UFC 100? Or Shane Carwin. No, it definitely wasn't Carwin. Okay. Because I watched, I watched 100 at. Uh, Let me pull up the old phone. Yeah, Jamie, oh, Jamie, Jamie. Pull up the phone, Jamie. Um, I know it was GSP Tiago and Hendo Bisping at 100. I don't know if it was Brock. Is Brock and maybe it was Randy? God, that it was, was Brock and Mir. And Mir, like Mir two though, right? Because Mir one yes. was where this it was is, that bullshit is, stand up by Mazgadi. This, this was the this was where he had the pirates crucifix. Yeah, and, and just, just fucking yeah. pounded the shit yeah. out of him. And, and he then had those big, wanted to go drink a Coors Light afterwards. Yeah, or he had it was. his big, he had those big hands, man. 
The uh, yeah, because because remember his debut was against Mir, and that's and he where got, yeah he got footlocked. He got footlocked. Yeah, but he was actually in like Mir's guard or something, right? And, and then Mazagati yeah. stood it up. The undercard was actually. I'm looking at the undercard here. This is kind of crazy. So first of all, on the main card, Brock was at the top against Frank Mir. GSP was the co-main against Tiago Alves. The Hendo bomb of Bisping was yeah, third from the top. The big old H bomb. Now, these are the other two fights in the main in the main card. John Fitch defeated Paulo Tiago, and Akiyama defeated Alan Belcher. Oh my god, that was actually like a fight of the night, wasn't it? That was a split decision. I don't remember. Like it that was a crazy ass fight. Yeah. Now, Sexyama actually. Yeah, Sexyama. Now, here's the crazy thing. If you go to the preliminary card, Mark Coleman defeats Stefan Bonner. I completely forgot about that. I didn't that. realize they ever fought. And then here's, here's a crazy one. Here's a factoid for you guys out there that want to do trivia. This will come up. John Jones defeated Jake O'Brien. Jake by, O'Brien? Who? By a modified guillotine choke in the second round. I don't even remember who Jake O'Brien is. We all, we all know who John Jones is. Dude, this card was stacked. Jim Miller defeated Mac uh, Danzing. Dong Hoon Kim defeated TJ Grant. Tom Lawler defeated CB Dalloway. And then Shannon uh, Garrity defeated Matt Grice. That's the only match where there are people I don't know. Right. I don't recognize names. But listen to this. Technical submission. Like, guillotine, guillotine. Unanimous, unanimous, guillotine. Decision. Yeah, man. Pretty good card in terms of finishes. So... We did a little side note there. So, jujitsu instructionals. Yeah. So too much, too much content right now. There's a lot of content, but I'm noticing. So the the I guess the biggest news is that Keenan looks to start looking to I believe compete with BJJ Fanatics. He has taken his Keenan Online and rebranded it as, as like Jujitsu X. Oh, really? And you can now buy individual modules of classes, so a module, hmm. by famous jiu-jitsu practitioners. So the Hinger Monopalata class. So is he the, stepping away from... The um, Humalo Knee Cut course. And of course, Keenan is applying his branding, so it's death by a thousand knee cuts, right? But him and a bunch of major names, uh, Lucas Barboza is about to record one. So, if anyone is familiar with the two, the uh, well, the two, um, the with the BJJ Fanatics model, the BJJ Fanatics model, and what I mean by model, I don't mean business model. I mean how they organize their instructionals they sell them as quote dvds but most pe most most people yeah, yeah. stream like they, they they have a digital version online you log into bjj fanatics and you watch it almost like it would be a disc like disc one disc two disc three disc four how many yeah it's like he, i mean they're and, huge and in too, many cases yeah. there are tons of discs yeah and so for example gordon ryan attacking the back. I think the those the, systems are very exclusive to the Danner guys though everybody else i think is a fairly concise sure module but in terms of how it is it's still disc one disc so let's say right, a, right. a jake mckenzie half guard is probably two to four discs when i say disc it just means you know hour long yeah and there are categories within so it's like 
sometimes I don't know if they show give you timestamps or not, but it's one contiguous, it's one video with multiple sections. In yeah, it. that's yeah. my point. And they may or may not give you timestamps to the different points for those sections. Con- contrast that with the Keenan way of structuring for his lapel guard and the lapel encyclopedia and the way Ryan Hall structures his instructionals where each each video there you have way more videos that covers one yeah, specific like topic little, yeah. and there are 4 to 10 minutes long right okay instead of one 60 minute or 90 minute video that has all these sections in it that you have to navigate to yeah yeah and they may or may not be organized in a logical fashion correct that's my that's the point i'm coming to yeah so keenan has basically a a was it ad hoc would be the way or or you know not pay as you go but you're not subscribing for a service you can for for his keenan online stuff hmm. but you can say hey i want to buy this and i'm going to have this section now my assumption is that it's structured the same way he structured the lapel stuff which is or in like how ryan hall which is each subtopic each four to ten minute sub module of the overall or is its own thing Hmm. I'm only starting to realize that I think that's vastly superior to what BJJ Fanatics is doing. And I'll because it's essentially that class, right? Like if you were to teach it, teach it from the standpoint of like using instructionals as an alternative to, let's say, actually going to a jiu-jitsu school, that's how you would learn here, right? You're right. But I also think it's forcing the instructor to structure the material better than if you just sit out there and start talking. Because when the BJJ Fanatics guy, obviously at the end of the day, they're recording the same way. They're sitting in front of the camera for hours and hours and hours and doing it. But when it comes to the Dan, let's just focus on the Danaher guys for now, because that's the one, you know, we have experience with. That material is presented as if you were sitting there for six hours. Yeah. Because Gordon and John will reference like at the beginning, we talked about this. Let's talk about it again, as opposed to let's talk about this one thing. Right. And I found that I was watching the Gordon Ryan attacking the back. My early feelings were like, this is great. He goes faster than John. I love it. But now I'm starting to look at it and be like, this could be structured way better. It's probably really unorganized, right? And I mean, it's organized. But because of the level of detail he's going into, which I think is great, having it structured in individual segments and authoring the content accordingly, because obviously, uh, uh, you know, Gordon say, well, fine, I'll just cut it up into a bunch of segments. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're recording it also with the context of, it's just, you're going to encapsulate this a little more. I'm not telling you to restate every assumption that they have to know. Right. But in the context of let's work on this thing for four to 10 minutes. Yeah. You can bring in a couple things you need to bring in from previous things to give context and in short, because he's talking about what I think is great about that is he's, he's proposing and I'm, I'm explaining this just so we have context to go back to the original con- the yeah. original conversation. His proposal is that I'm going to tell you the limited number of ways an opponent can get out of back mount. 
So he's like, we're going to make the, you know, he's saying that I, I, as, as from a scientific method, I'm going to say he's proposing. Yeah. Suppose these are the only ways the person can get out. And I think he's, he's pretty, I think they're very reasonable. I'm not arguing with, the, with that point, okay? We're going to assume this is how they get out, and we're going to make a differentiation. We're going to say if we're on the overhook side or the underhook side, these are the ways they can get out. He argues that if they're just pushing into you, like they put you flat on your back, they can't get out. They have to pick a side and get out, okay? Knowing that, in order to get out, these are the steps they have to take. And there may be, let's just say there are five ways, and I'm, just, I'm not saying that's five, but let's just say there are five different ways a person can get out from the underhook side and back mount. There are five ways they can get out on the overhook side, okay? Then he goes into counter one, counter two, counter three, counter, right. counter five. That's how he does it, okay? The fact that that's, it took me, Three DVDs to figure out that's what he, how he structured it is a problem because it, it changed the way. Once I realized that, it made me realize I need to go back and watch it again knowing this, right. and I would have learned it better in the first place if it had been structured like that. So maybe a guy like going back, well, well tough shit. You know what I mean? Like sour grapes. Like why are you being so nitpicky? And I could be nitpicking here, but I do feel like if you structure by sub-modules – you're inherently forcing yourself as a coach to structure things and organize things hierarchically, and you're giving good context to the student that even though I don't see, I, I, I don't, I, don't I'll, I have a sense of what the layout is without having to read the whole thing, mm. right? So it's like seeing an outline of a paper instead of reading the whole paper and then figuring out what the outline is. And that to me is what the issue is because BJJ fanatics, they just show you on the back, like, like they just do bullet points, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And there's not a hierarchy kind of, and I think if he explained, now maybe I'm just focusing on this because for this particular scenario, it made more sense in my head. But I was like, I'm going through Ryan Hall's thing and everything that I'm picking up with Ryan Hall fits into a box for me in my mind, even though I haven't seen the whole thing. Whereas Gordon Ryan's thing is only starting to fit into boxes after I've almost watched the whole thing. And now I'm, now I'm realizing I need to go back and look at it again. And going back and looking at it again is probably a good thing. But I think if he had organized it, I wouldn't have to do that. It also makes it a lot easier. So I think Keenan... I've not watched either of those, by the mm -hmm. way, so I can't speak for it. I mean, I've, I've only done But you're familiar with BJ. You've, you've no, no, looked yeah, at the Danaher yeah. ones. Oh, yeah, and I think yeah. the Danaher ones are another good example of, of that. Because he'll go, he'll even, he'll, he will, Danaher will spend like 20 minutes with like a montage. Yeah. Where it's half, not half, maybe like a quarter wisdom and theory and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's very academic. And yeah, and like then the other 75% is like what what we're going to be doing, you yeah. know? But it really doesn't give you that much class. It doesn't give it, you actually a lot of an actual instruction. Correct. Yeah. The So um, is this Keenan's also, I assume these little modules will, will be cheaper? Right. Is he playing to the um, rather than buying just to use like a musical example, rather than buying like a full album of something? 
to get the entire experience, right? Because like, I, I'm not a musician myself, but don't artists write albums? Um, you know, I'm now selling the single. You know, it's it's a, it's a better price point. People are more willing to drop, let's say, ten or fifteen bucks on a uh, a module, or or even if it's like a four minute s- snippet. Well, I don't think so. What he's selling is yeah, like definitely not four to ten pro- minutes. It's it's more in depth than that. Okay, but I don't think the content's going to clock in at three hours. It'll be or eight to ten hours. You know, like right, the right. Danaher stuff. Like if you look at the Gordon stuff, and they've gotten the habit of doing this, and I'm not saying there's no value there, but it's eight discs. Yeah. The the first six, so you have six hours of instructional, and you have two additional hours disc seven and eight of, of uh, narrated roles um, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that which is i mean i call which it filler, is but. probably useful but a lot of people would argue it's filler too yeah you know so i mean it, it might add value i mean it's, it's it <laughs> but like in terms of okay it's so distinct let's, from the other the first six hours right right so <sighs> So I would, whoever the audience is and whoever's trying to implement, I think matters quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for somebody who is good at independent learning and thinks of jujitsu more, um, you know, the Keenan stuff is probably easier to implement at that point, right? Like he probably is going to frame it in such a way where, you know, like let's, let's just use Z guard for example, right? Like, this is Z-Guard, this is generally how you're going to enter it, blah, blah, blah. These are the situations that arise. Like, and, you know, and, and it'll be, let's say, a 20-minute module about that, right? And how we're going to sweep people if they do this, and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, like, if you look at the uh, the Danaher stuff and the Fanatic stuff, it's all very... And I think, well, I think the Danaher and Gordon stuff are very unique to their, they're like, they're their own sort of, like, thing. But, like, if you watch their other instructionals, they're not that crazy. I mean, if you look at, if, if you look at, if you look at, like, Craig Jones, BJJ Fanatic stuff, it's basically, it could be split up and stand on its own individually probably a little better. Yeah. But you're still in that case you're still dealing with it looks like a collection of techniques instead of a system yeah and i think with a lot of what's going on well depending on this i can't say a lot of what's going on but what i want to say is in a lot of the cases in a lot of the topics that people are interested in if they wanted a cool move they they saw it on instagram or youtube and that that'll that's yeah. a, that's your one move solution if you're looking for a more in-depth study, then you probably are looking into systems and you are looking instructionals to, to scratch that itch for you. Right. And I think to learn a system, you need to iterate. You can't just give everyone the whole thing. No one's going to learn it by, by having Danaher regurgitate everything and be like, aha, I got it. Right. What they do is they have the starting point. They get that. Then they add a piece. Then they get that. Then they add another piece and they get that. So it's like, let's talk about half guard. In the six months I've done half guard, I've had a lot of mini epiphanies and mini lessons, you know, mm-hmm. from rolling. And if I tried to transmit that to people, it's, I will give you an overarching theory thing about the positioning. And then I will go into different sections of, well, you can go into the tight weight series. That's its own thing. Lucas Leach has a whole big thing on that, you know? 
I mean, he also teaches all the other stuff too. Like he knows half card yeah. better than me or any, probably most people on the planet. Then there are the, uh, like roll over your shoulder sweeps where you connect to the person. Then you, you basically roll over your own shoulder and you sweep the guy Yeah, kind of like the Shaolin sweep, but I would throw Shaolin in there as a form of that. Yeah. You know? this is like a- so it's like, I'm sweeping him that way. You know, it's like one is I'm coming up another, I'm sweeping over my shoulder. Then you have off balances one way or the other. So you're like, there are different ways you can attack this person directionally. So you tell them, this is the framework. This is the basic start point. These are the directions you can sweep people. And now here are the separate modules of, if you want to sweep this way, let's go into the tight waist. Right. If you want to do over the shoulder, let's do those rolls. You know, if you want to do reserve, reverse half guard, here's your, you know, your thing there. So you could teach someone the basic and then just a tight waist and that's good if it were split up and presented that way yeah if tight waist is buried somewhere in this whole plethora of yeah, techniques that's the now you're like to to actually improve i have to watch and then disregard a bunch of stuff that's valid but i need to disregard it because i can only learn so much per session and implement per session right. you know what i mean and it's also <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I, I, it's like watching Groundhog Day. Actually. Oh yeah, like, and it, then the other thing you is you don't know where to even. Yeah, guys like Gordon have always have said like I want my instructional to be like an encyclopedia. Like this is a reference that you're going to go back to a lot. I totally agree with that. That it's, is it's, an argument for a modular format yeah. where you can say, "Let me go to this." Let me uh, right. an encyclopedia is not. An encyclopedia has sections and yeah. paragraphs and titles it's, and con- yeah. it's organized. There's a hierarchy. It would right? almost have like it's like they're they're especially with the Dan Hur series. They would almost have to do one of those um, uh, trees or not, not trees. What are they called? The uh, concept maps. Yeah, the, the the mind maps. Yeah, like and you just click where you want to go, right? Like and that would actually make it perfect. Sure, you know. Um, like if that was like the table of contents, if that was the dinner, user interface of the, you know, if that yeah. was like, that would be perfect for, for dinner. Cause you, you know, God, that would, it would actually look cool too. You know, you roll your mouse over or not, not your mouse, but it would. Yeah. Um, but it's not that way. Even, even if you try to like look at the, the little bullet points, it's not very clear as to what is what either. Um, so, so, when when is jujitsu uh, X? Ju- ju- I mean, they already have their early module. Like you can get the Josh Hinger one. You can get the there are a couple, uh, but the Humalo one, Death by a Thousand Cuts. They also have a a Dars one with Edwin Namji. Mm. And there's also, I think Victor Hugo Big Man Jujitsu. They call it oh, Robert okay. Drysdale's recording one. So, I think. Probably from a business side of things, East Coast, West Coast. Keenan, no, I think Keenan is probably offering a better split than BJJ Fanatics or some alternative model because to get these guys to record it. But I'm also, I'm pretty sure he's basically saying, look, I have this, I have the facilities yeah. at my gym for doing high quality recording. I'm asking you to commit less time. So let's say these are hour lessons right. instead of eight hour session. So less time, just like the BJJ fanatics, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to give you the, we have the technology to do this for you. So you just have to show up and give your content. 
we'll give you an uke. And so they're all Legion guys. Yeah. All the Legion purple belts are ukes, which is fucking awesome for them, right? Added value for them. Oh, I get, I get yeah, Josh I mean, Hinger they... to test on me. I get jo- Lucas Barbosa to do pressure passing on me. Like, this is awesome. And they, it, the, the video quality does look way better than BJJ Fanatics. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Keenan's, okay. the audio quality and the video quality is better. Hmm. It's definitely better. And I think Keenan is right now a better marketer than BJJ Fanatics. Well, I, I can't say he's I a mean, better marketer. Yeah, I mean, we don't. So that, that's it's, a it's little different. Right? But my, my point is, is like, he's, I think his, this revenue model is going to be like, I want to ask people to spend less, but if you actually look at the dollar per minute ratio, it's probably higher. It's probably right? higher, yeah. you know? So, But once again, you're also comparing that purely to... I mean, like the, the DVDs, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that's that's an old paradigm, right? Like, this is sort of, it's moving from CDs and whatever to streaming I, platforms, yeah, right? Like, well, this Netflix. is this like I and I yeah, agree, like, and I think that's where Bernardo probably has to he needs to adapt, probably, yeah, like and make this a superior kind of platform. You need to probably invest in creating a streaming platform and make right. it like the Netflix. So and, this is gonna be streaming. This is all streaming. No, no, I mean, like, you, you pay a subscription and you can... I misunderstood. I thought it was, like, no, no, iTunes. No. no, you have an account. Uh-huh. And you pay for unlimited access to... Oh, the, so it is like iTunes. I compl- so, ima- so imagine Netflix, where to create a Netflix account is free. Yeah, yeah. To watch a TV show requires you to purchase it. Right. And now you have access to it in your library. I compl- okay, I misunderstood. I thought it was going to be, like, an iTunes, where, like, it's singles that are up. And you're, you have to purchase each one individually, but this is like a monthly fee. Well, he's. I don't think you have to pay a monthly fee for Jiu-Jitsu X. I think Keenan Online, that content that he's updating is its own subscription. Okay. It's these modules are you create your Jiu-Jitsu X account for free. If you want the Keenan Online stuff, you pay monthly. Mm-hmm. If you want this Death by a Thousand knee cuts, you pay whatever the the rate is. Okay. In fact, all right. All right. In fact, so let's not- let me let me not talk out of my ass we have the internet here let me pull up the internet yeah i'm i'm because if that's the case that would be awesome well and if it was truly like a netflix because the way you're describing it to me it still seems like it's an itunes you create what's the difference between that in your mind because i i mean netflix everything that's available on netflix per for a subscription a monthly subscription i can access whatever the hell i want correct it's not pay for play you know whereas itunes is you got to pay for each song, each single, each you know episode of the, each show that you want to download, that sort of thing. So, like to me, iTunes is not a true subscription service. Correct. Whereas I don't like, think Netflix this... or Hulu or you know is. So okay. is this a subscription so service? This is Keenan the... Online. Keenan Online is a subscription service. Yeah, that I I understand that. But what about Jujitsu X? Which, by the way, it's so new that the that the um the seo is not working keenan brother i'm trying well to, you're helping him out though so i get yeah I, more I'm, that yeah i'm doing aha jujitsu x you, you pay for an ad that's if good you google jujitsu x i can imagine a lot of weird so things look, coming up so here we oh, go that looks exactly like netflix it looks exactly like netflix so look at we've got a guard one you've got the drysdale one and they say you're not enrolled. And here are the prices. So Dar Samal is 89 bucks. Whole lot of Palata by Andres, who's a guy from um, Legion. He's a Legion instructor. 
$49. Josh Hinger is charging 137 And Keenan... Dude, I'm not enrolled in the lapel encyclopedia. What I mean, you are. I probably am, and I just need to like I need to create this you account to, and get yeah, linked. Exactly. So in essence, that's what what you're doing. You're enrolling in these modules. So to sign up, let's see, do they offer a price for signing up? Create an account. Nope, no cost to sign up. So barriers to entry, none. Yeah. So I don't know how you just, in in your world. I think you treat this more as an iTunes. It's just it's iTunes. It's me, iTunes, yeah. but. The interface looks like Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. if, it, if it was something like $20 a month, access whatever the hell you want, that would be incredible. No, like, that, that's why I'm talking about comparing him to BJJ Fanatics because he's doing yeah, the yeah. same thing as BJJ exactly, Fanatics. Right. You're it's buying just, it's on a, a per instructional basis, yeah. but it's smaller. The price point's a little better. Is it $89 for that one? I mean, that's not better than BJJ Fanatics. Well, and BJJ Fanatics discounts the hell of their shit all the time, too. So What you don't see is... How long are these things? Like, I want to see the Hummel of Death. That's what I'm kind of curious about. Okay, 18 lessons. So you see the lessons. 45 lessons, 18 lessons. So that's the same thing as in the lapel encyclopedia. Yeah. There's chapters and then there are lessons. And a lesson can be two minutes. It could be eight to 10 minutes. So I'm guessing, let's say on average, five minutes. Right. So if you have, what can you expect in this course? And then they show you a video. You know, so guys, here we go. Guys. Okay, guys. Guys, so this is... That was 30 seconds. He should not wear white on white because I, I can I, not I, tell what is going on. <laughs> so <laughs> right? we're giving you free publicity, Keenan. So could you give us like a sponsorship? You know, yeah, that would be great. Tag him. I mean, you know, we can be, <laughs> we're, we're the spiritual successor to uh, Matt Byrne. But absolutely. We're, we we're, are, we're right? taking, we're taking, we're, we, <laughs> we were born and now we're the survivor. The, yeah, survivor, exactly. the last Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I like the, the interface is better. You get a course it's certificate it's when much you do, more, uh, and it's markety too. Yeah, you know, but eighteen lessons, and you get a course certificate when you're done. So you oh. get achievements, baby. Oh, achievements. He's, he's a gamer, yeah. right? Like incentivize. So, point being, I, I guess at the end of the day, I think this is where things are going to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. I do think there will be a place for these overarching anthology kind of things, but it almost might be if he does that, if Keenan attempts to do that, he would divide them into their own classes, like the yeah. basics of half guard, the tight waist series of half guard, the, you which know what is I mean? how you set up a curriculum perhaps bingo, which is again, from a student's perspective, I think more advantageous. Yes. Because you have an idea in your mind ahead of time what the overarching, you might not know, you might have gaps, but you know where the gaps are. Yeah, yeah. And that to me is a huge difference between what Keenan is doing and how he's structuring it and how Ryan Hall has structured his instructionals versus the BJJ fanatics slash DDS when they do that kind of approach. so that's an interesting thing too that you say that like because BJ, BJ Fanax has been around for a very long time, um, back when it was uh, when yeah, so BJJ HQ was sort of the first like daily deal website right for jujitsu gear, and then uh, Bernardo Freya came along to try to pimp because you know how like ninety three brand is in BJ HQ is just their like pre sale stuff yes. for for ninety three brand. Oh, I thought it wasn't pre-sale. I thought it was like, this is what's lying around the warehouse and we have to get rid of it. I mean, well, that's, that's the rolling deals. 
But so what they do, what they're really, really good at is to get a feel for the market is when they have something new coming out, like their new rash guard line of stuff that's coming out. I think it's on sale right now. They'll put it on sale on BGHQ, get a feel for it, sell it for a deeply discounted price, et cetera, et cetera. So Faria initially came up with... Uh, what do you think the daily deal is today? Today? Did I you already I think, look? I think it's the rash guards, too, right? The two pack? Rash guards? Let's see. We're going to go right now. Oh, the standard issue rash guard. Oh, my Which, God. Two pack for $35 and $5 shipping. So $20 a rash guard. That's not bad. There's the, and they're great, too. Like I, 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 but they I don't, don't have look those. cool. They're just solid colors. Yeah, what's wrong with, what's wrong with low-key shit? I want to I express my individuality by wearing unicorns and, and pink rainbows. and as much teal as possible. Yeah. Um, so uh, Faria actually, to pimp his uh, line of geese that he had started, um, I forget what it's called. Fuji? Impassable. Oh, Impassable. Okay. Started to BGJ Super Deals. And then b- b- through BJJ Super Deals, he started releasing um, instructionals, random instructionals too, his own instructionals. And he must be making raking it in, man. What's that, Bernardo? He must be. I mean, well, I mean now especially, partner. and I don't know at what point he saw a niche market because there's a lot of fucking gear out there, right? Like, there's so many. I mean, like, it's sad to see like a brand like a Pioneer, like Sprawl, go by the wayside. But there's a lot more quality now and just competition, which is good for the consumer. But, like, I think he saw a hole in the market for just very poorly produced um, instructionals. And then he started... He saw a market for poorly produced? No, no, he, no saw, he, he saw it, that the it, current it was, market only... Was very, very poor. Was very you know. poor. Okay. And, 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 and there wasn't also a, um, like, one distributor. You know, everybody, like, I mean, I think of like the old school fucking Panther productions and everybody had their own like shit. And you could, you know, you'd have to go to like Budo videos and it was in just, just questionable quality on mm-hmm. and just inconsistency. So I think he saw a good market for that and he had the clout and, and evidently Michael Zenga, the probably the, the business side of things um, started BJ fanatics. And that's where I think him, what put them over the edge was probably the DDS stuff. Enter the system, baby. Yeah. Enter the money. Oh, I mean, that's what did it, you know, like, but prior to that, like you can get a lot of his original, the, the older ones yeah, that like are on over there under too. pass pressure passing or. Half yeah. Time. And like, you know, and even, you know, like some, some time to blast and stuff. And they, these other guys that he had developed relationships early on, um, who are big names on it now, but like those were, Okay, you know, like they were. I mean, I think it's in Gordon and Danaher's best interest, business-wise, if they care to, to become their own distributor. I don't think they care to. Right? Atos like, has done that. Marcelo has done that, and Keenan's doing that. Well, hell yeah, Marcelo Garcia in action is exactly, and that's Atos, been around forever. And Atos has their own. So I think if you really want to make, and this is where Keenan and his business sense, and Lloyd Irvin, and all that stuff that plays in, just like Ryan Hall has his own. Oh yeah. Di- is you need to distribute your own content to cut out that cut. And yes, there's an upfront investment in terms of uh, equipment and, and I doing mean, the but distribution. But it's also, it's a lot of work, right? Like if, from the standpoint it of is, a lot of these athletes. It is, but it scales incredibly well. And what Keenan has realized is, I've invested all this money in Legion. I've invested all this money in a room and cameras yeah. and this equipment for I recording my that. content. 
how can I leverage this additionally? Oh, I know. I'll I bring can, in all my buddies yeah. and let them use this. And I'm getting, a dis- I'm getting this recurring revenue. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, a cut. I'm getting doing free nothing. content. Well, not free content. I'm not doing it. nothing because I, I need to operate the cameras. I need to edit the stuff. But that's relatively small. Right. And I'm not the one coming up with content. I so mean, like, I can have isn't it easier to have Pumalo, a, yeah. I can have Bouchesha, I can have all these guys teach the same knee cut course and sell it and people still buy it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I can't do knee cuts anymore. No, no, that's Humalo's take on knee cuts. Right. And, 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 and I mean, just like with all, all uh, manufacturing facilities, man, those machines got to be running 24-7, right? Bingo. Otherwise, they're not making money. So that room with the video room needs to be used. Yep. And Otherwise, he's, it's not he's making a, money. Exactly. So I think that's going to be where Keenan's kind of uh, forward thinkingness and the fact that he's he's savvy enough with technology. He's got yeah. That I think this is this is a, a a great move for him. And what started this whole, you know, this topic is I think it's an improvement because of how it's structured for the students to learn the information faster the and better. Yes. And, and that's where, I mean, just to go back to your point, I'm not arguing with you by any means. <clears throat> if you were to look at something like, like the, the, the Tom DeBlas, uh, high tech clothes guard or something, you know, like I think like that would fit in well with like this module system because Absolutely. it's, you know, like it just happens to be, it's a DVD set instead of, you know, whatever it is now. Um, the, the sort of iTunes model of things and, but I mean, like it's it's competition just produces better better results for the consumer, right? So like it's good that I mean, like what Keenan's doing is, like you said, he has the savviness to apply just good sound business principles to look. I think a lot of times people tend to get caught up in their own industry, where he is looking at best practices across other industries. And incorporating his. Yeah. It's like, I mean, from marketing early on to now. I mean, like, he's probably, he probably makes more money doing this sort of stuff than he does actually teaching jiu-jitsu or competing anymore, right? And the fact that he recognizes that as a more sustainable means to to make a living. I believe the competing and the gym is important for keeping him relevant yes and making his other services desirable yeah i mean i mean does he even he competed this year right in, he did not compete at pants he signed up but he only coached oh really he was in the bracket but he didn't he didn't compete he withdrew or he just no showed or just yeah just, he just no showed hmm. i wonder why that would be like, i didn't get the understanding like he, i i heard him talking about what other competitors signing up and not going and they just signed up in case, yeah. and then they just decide I would want to do it for whatever reason. Hmm. Uh, he probably made a reason, but I didn't. I didn't hear it. Right. But he definitely. It's it's very. Uh, it's just interesting, and like I said, what what put in focus was looking at that that watching Gordon thing and tuning in after not looking at it for a little bit. And mm-hmm. sure, I'm going to be a little more lost than usual. But I was man, I was like, this could be structured so much better. You know, it should not be structured so that you watch the entire six hour of content. It should not be constructed. It should be 
broken down into smaller segments. But I think though that's their intent also is their, their intent is to provide a, a lot of not extraneous, but, um, a lot of information, but not necessarily a lot of instruction. I think that's their intent with the DDS stuff is because isn't their idea is I want to, I want to teach you, you know, use the word earlier, like the essence of half guard and whatnot. And then we play the percentages and break it down to what's a high percentage stuff. And then the create, then we allow the creativity to flow through you to figure it out from there. Right. Isn't that their, that's sort of their theming behind that sort of I stuff. I mean, I, I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with just how, again, BJ fanatics is saying, you record with us, we'll do the recording and the editing for you and you just yeah. do it in our studio. So it's, I think it's a little bit of how they're asking. And then of course they're going to explain it the way they explain it. But I yeah. think also the format that BJ fanatics is the paradigm that they're putting them in. Right. 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 Yeah. So I mean, that, that's... I, I don't, 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 don't don't be confused here. I'm not saying that Gordon is an inferior instructor to Ryan Hall or Keenan Cornelius. I have my preferences. I think Gordon and, and Danaher are amazing, and I've learned immensely. I'm thankful for the, everything that they put out there. Yeah. I'm just talking about how to improve the presentation. So that's the thing, I will too, make right? this yeah. one critique of them as instructors, though, just to be controversial. But I will make this critique of them. They're calling and you out. I, I'm calling you out, Gordon. I'm calling you out, John. I'm calling you out. Uh, I don't know about Gary Tonin. I haven't. I need to watch more of his stuff. Actually, no. Gary Tonin does this too. So I will. I will call out Gary Tonin as well. All three of them. How about that? I'm a blue belt, and I'm calling your asses out, boys. So, and I will. I'll make a further statement why I think Ryan Hall is superior to them as an instructor for this reason. In this respect. In this respect. They don't tell you the why many times. They will oftentimes say, if my opponent does this, I will grab the far wrist. And at this point, if your opponent tries to escape, they will find it incredibly difficult. If you watch Danaher guys give an instructional, they oftentimes will use an, an expression like, and it'll be in, incredibly difficult or incredibly challenging or your opponent will find it very difficult. And it's true. Tell me why though. When you watch a Ryan Hall instructional, because he's a fucking engineer at heart, will tell you the why. And by telling you the why, A, a lot of people get it better, and B, you're teaching them so much more, you're teaching them underlying principles right. that they can then use to create their own jujitsu. So that is my critique of Gordon Ryan, Ooh. Gary Tone, and John Danner. I called you guys out. Uh, I mean, sure I, a lot I of people do that. Watch them extensively as, as you have. So uh, Brian McKenzie will definitely like. He'll be like, <laughs> "Yeah, dude, they all say that, you know." <laughs> so it, 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 what they're saying is right. I don't argue with anything they're saying. What right. they're saying is is sound and it works. Maybe what their maybe their intention is is that it's. It's self-explanatory. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm not trying to be an apologist for them, but I mean, for the amount of time Danaher and these guys talk, fucking talk about that too. Then you know what I mean. <laughs> really? Give me the why. So that that's there's my critique. Hmm. Sorry, so I derailed your thought. I apologize. No, no, it's 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 fine. I um, I I think of like, 
This is like the old days, man. We got a kids class going on in the background now. You hear people hopping and hollering and yeah. stuff. Can they actually hear that though? I mean, I'm sure the they can. I'm it? sure. I was actually surprised when I was listening to things. When we were here by ourselves, it almost sounded like there was an echo in the last podcast hmm. when we were by ourselves. So the fidelity. So I mean, like it's digestible. Um, I think the presentational, it, it, it just appeared to be better. It looked honestly like the VJFNX website is, god damn, have you tried to just navigate that Early thing? Early 2000s. <laughs> it's very, like, did they make this in, like, Microsoft Word and export it as HTML <laughs> or something, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's very, I think I did it in, like, CGS 2100. Um, they used front page back in the day. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, this is a term I haven't heard in a while. Um, you heard it though. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was, but that was, uh, um, I, yeah, I, it looks good. I mean, like, and I think his, his, it's, I mean, just based upon what you, the content he's gotten so far also, like you said, he's, it's his buddies who are sort of like relevant right now. Um, that's cool. I mean, like that's, I'm good that he, I, I think it's awesome too, that he's providing, athletes with an additional revenue stream rather absolutely. than absolutely you know, like that's that, that's truly like awesome that's, that's that he's awesome. allowing Especially them to grow the sport to athletes that are not making significant money from competing yeah. they're making most of their money from everything around what they right. their fame from their successes whether it's sponsorship whether it's um doing seminars instructionals yeah. that sort of thing i'm also happy to see that uh atos guys are doing it yeah and you know, I don't think I don't. Yeah, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what. But I've never heard that either Galvao or Keenan say anything publicly that was overly disparaging. It right. was just more like it was not a good fit. Two very, I mean, just two very different cultures. Yeah, but you but know. you know, there was I I know there was maybe some uh, friction about you know Keenan tr- training with some of the Atos guys after he left from a loyalty issue. I think right, on. Right. on on Atos's part kind of thing. So outside of that, I'm glad that, you know, Lucas Barboza, Josh Inger are, you know, yeah. I mean, like content. he wasn't going to stop. I, you know, it's funny is like, I, but he has his own Atos website, right? So it is in a way it is, I don't necessarily a direct competitor, but that content could be put on Atos online. But is, and is Atos going to give their, their guys a cut? doesn't matter i mean they could still put their foot down and be like well, you know why are you guys enterprising on your own you got to stick within the brand i'm not i mean you know that that could be a, a yeah. view people could have with that you know they're right. possessive like well this is part of our ip who trained you we did you know i'm and not that's, saying you that's have a that. weird thing too right like so how do we get to like what was that <laughs> our our studio has is under construction and something fell. Is it um, <laughs> just popcorn ceiling? This is just some uh, not ar- not arsenic. What's the stuff that people? No asbestos. Asbestos. Oh some asbestos God. fell down on a No, just kidding. I can I can sell us some uh, encapsulants for that <laughs> if, we, if we need to. Because so you don't. My question to you on a fun thing is, if Keenan came to Chris Wu and said, "Hey, I need a I need an instructional. We're going to sell it for one twenty. What would you enjoy teaching? Oh, I don't know, man. Like I would it be the basics of the hierarchy of positions in jujitsu. Not even that. I'm just, man, like I, it's funny. Cause if you asked me three, four years ago, I think I would be able to give a better answer. 
But like right now, I'm just so just bad at everything just because my mat time has just been garbage. You know, I, I, I think I'm trying to, I'm focusing on the wrong things when I'm training right now. Um, as you, to your point, like I'm not really focusing on myself a lot of times, but you're focusing on stuff when you're training. Say again. Like, okay. When you say training, you're being more general. So when I, I first heard, like when you said training, I was thinking about rolling. When you roll, do you have, do you roll with a purpose? Like with the goal in mind or do you just not roll? really? Yeah. Like, I'm, dang dude, you too. Yeah. Like anymore. Like it's just, I, I think because it's, it's, it's a part of that hunger. Like I just want to roll. I just want to get on the mat. All right, you man. know, Noah's unsolicited advice. If you roll, have a goal. Oh, I mean, you know, it's funny is like as an instructor, when I'm telling people to roll and I'm doing my little snippets of vooisms, you know, I'm, 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 I'm telling people that they need to roll with purpose and, and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, 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 so I, 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 I myself doing that. Not really, you know, I'm just, you don't have to tell your opponent what you're doing. That's no, kind I'm of, not the, that's kind of the yeah. fun part about it. Like you're doing something, he doesn't know what you're doing and just do it and see what happens. Yeah. You know? and, and be, and be pragmatic in the sense of. Don't be like, I'm going to work on my back attacks as a white belt against all the black belts. You know, I mean, right. I mean, actually, in that theory, it might work because black belts might let you work on it. But I'm going to do it with the blue belts. No, blue belts aren't going to let any white belt take their back. No, no. You know, right, yeah. so, you know, pick something that you, you could realistically funnel to or get good looks at and have a couple. Don't just have one because you might not have it and, you know, you yeah. might not get to do it. But. You can always have like, well, I want to work close guard and side control escapes. Well, if you're not in close guard, chances are you're probably in side control bottom. <laughs> so then you can work that. So I, I'm amazed at the number of people that say they don't. And I've had conversations with, with fellow uh, well, students. Yeah, I, I think people, well, I think a lot of people just don't know. Like they, they literally don't know. You know, like they, I mean, I, it, it's, I kind of did my little spiel the other day um actually before we we uh probably a month and a half or two ago but i'd said you know like hey as pro tip here when when you're training and you know paul says or i say or tommy says or whoever says or mark says like hey it's time to roll and you partner up with people like unless you have something in mind already realistically what should either person be fighting to do at that point what starting position if if they don't give you one it should be in general what we worked in class right like both people should be like no no, no i want to work on what we did in class no no no, i want to work what we did in class and people it's like people don't even realize that you know like it's to me it's like you you should just sort of know that already that you know like but I, I, I mean, we talked about it before. People aren't disciplined. People just want to roll. And, like, I'm, I'm guilty of that right now. I also think, especially as a white belt, you're just trying to survive. And, like, survival instinct kicks in a lot. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's about to, like, rip my arm out. I will not let... And you just forget, you know. Yeah, I mean... But I'm not saying that people don't show up. Framing I, I'm, it I'm not properly. arguing that people don't start the roll with a goal and then they immediately forget it because if that happens that happens but i just don't think enough people start with a goal in mind of what i want to do no because they think i just want to tap the guy i mean that's that's you know it's they they think about winning not learning right like that's because if you want to win more you got to develop i mean that's so what's interesting is when i ask you that question about is there something you want to teach if you ask me that question 
it's funny because I would probably say I want to teach half guard, not to teach half guard because I think I know half guard, but I want to teach people. I want to share, not even teach. I want to share my discoveries over six plus months of just doing it Mm. and what I discovered. And a lot of it to someone that does half guard will be like, yeah, I knew that. Right. And, and, but there's definitely a difference between studying it and then getting a bunch of reps in and feeling it. Oh, sure. And just knowing like, this is terrible. This is okay. This is tolerable. You know, like, you know, your opponent doing this, don't worry about it. Your opponent doing this, don't let it happen, you right. know? And then the st- the nuances of if you're going with guys that like to do this, be careful with your head here. If you're, you know, like it's just, it was, it, it's fucking true, man. And, and it makes me, it makes me realize like, man, it takes a while to get good because you have to have hours and hours, not just on the mats doing jujitsu to get jujitsu, but you have to be hours and hours in certain positions that you want to excel at. If you want to be good at a certain guard, you don't just study it really well and be like, I know it. You need to feel it sure. because it's instinctual. At the end of the day, against the good guys, you can't think. Thinking is too slow. You have to, you just have to, you have to drill. Like when guys do this, your reaction is this and, right. you, and, and it's instinctual and you, your mind's not doing anything. So, and I think that's what's exciting about competition is if you have the discipline to give yourself objectives when you roll in training, now when you go out and compete, now you can turn the objectives off in a way you should still have a game plan, I think. But you can just go. Yeah. You know? But I think, like you said, I think people are all about instant gratification and getting the instant win, even though long-term, it's not going to lead to their development as rapidly. In my opinion. So, okay. So, just out of curiosity. Maybe I'm wrong. As a... what, what, What... When when you talk to a new student about rolling and the different portions of class, then well, they shouldn't be rolling if they're a new student. Well, I mean, like I'm getting more convinced about novice, that every day. You know, what what should somebody who's been training now three months? It's time to roll live. Okay. I I want to say, hey guys, like you should be funneling, like right, like, but when your technique. Uh, when your repertoire is so low that you ha- you don't have a lot to fall back on, you know, like what do you do? Like you, I mean, a, a big part of it is like you had said, like I'm spending a lot of time defending to mm-hmm. to you know work my frames and get out of side con- or to to get out of side control bottom. You know, I mean, then what is the the like what happens when they haven't gotten to that module? By the way, just so you see, these little bumps here are all the kids screaming. The are they really? Yeah. So what, what little... mat are they on? I'm sorry. Uh, what mat are they on? I can't even tell. They're on the they're on the big mat. They're on the jujitsu mat. Oh my god. We're in our studio, but it's, it's not insulated yet. No, it's definitely not insulated. <laughs> and this is not officially a studio. We just joke because people I mean, said, "Oh, is that going to be a studio?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is." <laughs> Until it's not. Exactly. Until Paul says, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, I've got work. This is do. my office. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you like? Who let you guys in here? Um, but oh, so speaking of uh, jujitsu, have you seen the trailer for jujitsu? I did. What? There was the no jujitsu in it. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it looks. <laughs> By the way, it it doesn't even. I don't think. I think. I think Nicolas Cage is in the movie for maybe like. I don't know how long he's in the movie because he's just like a drunken bard. Or is something. he like the? Is he like? He's not an old master, I don't think, or he might be, but it was like. Uh, what was it like? Actual like like Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw is like the main guy, I think. Like and like, and the guy who was in the Kickboxer remakes. Yeah, right? um, one of those guys is like the main guy, and then Nicolas Cage is just like the old grizzled. I he's the go out there. he's the new um uh, Gary v- not Gary Busey uh, Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, he's but like, he is the, actually that was a decent movie. What was it Warrior? Sam, no, wait, Samurai wait. and the co- like the kid who was. What, what were you talking? About? Oh, Red Belt. No, what were you talking about? No, this was like a kid. It was like bullied, and Nick Nolte was older. He had white hair, obviously, for this. And it was like the, I think the kid was a swimmer or something. And Nick Nolte helped him. It was like the Warrior Within or something like that. Uh, the Spirit Within. I must. Have it was based this one. on a book, but it, it was okay. You know. Did Nick Nolte play himself? Yeah, like and the, and they he had quasi mystical powers like he, he, <laughs> come on man <laughs> that was the thing they loved doing quasi mystical where he would be one place and then the guy would turn around and he, Nick Nolte's on the roof and he's like how'd you do that you know like, <laughs> <laughs> he's Michael Myers you gotta, un- <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta unlock the inner potential but they don't um, explain it or anything but the, the, the movie looks terrible but I'm still gonna watch the hell out of it right? dude like, it, but it shows you when people think of jujitsu they think of kung fu like they think of cause all it was was like stunt work just you know normal karate stunt work but I think the guy is gonna be so like the the dude who is in kickboxer is like a legitimate he does jujitsu I know that much so I mean like maybe they just didn't show jujitsu in the trailer because I, well, I, I just why would you name something jujitsu if it doesn't have jujitsu in it? The Peaceful Warrior. That's Never even the, heard of that. The, is, is ba- that sounds like a Based statement. on an 80s book called Way of the Peaceful Warrior, uh, the, star, the guy is a troubled but talented gymnast who meets a spiritual guide portrayed by Nick Nolte. That sounds Whose terrible. character name, by the way, is... Socrates. Ham meat fist. Let me go to the end here. Uh, oh my God! Whoever wrote what the Wikipedia description like really was into the movie. Uh, I'm I'm guessing if you scroll down and find the editors, it was probably the actual author. <laughs> or uh, uh, yeah, so basically he overcomes whatever to to do well. He he of course he centers himself. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, that I, sounds I, terrible. I, I can't believe you watched this, but I was younger then. That was what was the nineties? Two thousand six. So actually, I was eight, seven, sixteen, or seventeen. So I oh, so you needed to like. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, so what? I, I, what are your pump up movies? Just out of curiosity, we we don't oh, we joke movies. about it a lot, but like, what are your? I because you know mine are like these fucking kung fu. Well, movies I mean, you can't go on like any of the Rocky movies. Really, the Rocky movies, like, well, what do you mean by pump up? Like, what are your, it's, it's my, I'm going to put it on in the background soundtrack. I can already envision it in my head. And I'm Honestly, like, I'm not I'm like that with any roll. movies, you know, it's like, so, uh, but in terms of like, what will get me going? Yeah. Rocky. Like I mean, moments, like the Rocky that, That's movie not like, Rocky. I mean, like, so those are, those are two. All right. So let me give you moments. Too easy. Let me give you moments. Fruit. Movie moments okay. that are a good one. The ending of Creed. Okay. Like when he gets his shorts, that's one moment that's awesome. 
And then when this is the studio, bro. Welcome to the new studio. Victor's looking around like I've been out for a couple days and Already now getting wa- big name guests. And now walls are Don't like just everywhere. He's like, "What's going on?" I'll explain later, Victor. Anyway, okay. So that, and then of course, when he stands up and they play the Rocky music, they have not played the Rocky music the entire time. Also, his first training montage, I believe. Or his second training montage. Actually, no, his first training montage is awesome because they play the same music and it's like, dut, 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 and it's just aw- And it ends with him and Stallone hitting the speed bags next to one another. And you're like, yeah, old school, new school. Wait, is that yeah. when he's got like the Rough Riders with him? No, that, that, that was the set. That, oh, okay. No, that, I'm, that, like, no, I'm like, fuck that, that one. Was that, I'm like, that, that, that was like what is going on here? When did this become a DMX one, video? The one that was awesome is when he was in the hospital with. Stallone with Rocky when he's doing chemotherapy and he starts training and you see him running they play the music and he starts running up the stairs okay, like yeah, yeah. the that, stairs that, that, yeah. and, uh, that was cool so those ones that, that pumps me up yeah okay I was telling Victor there's the the last dance documentary where they talk about which is about Michael Jordan it's a 10 part documentary on Netflix right now you can watch and that sequence there's a part that's actually a lot of people consider it the highlight of the of the of the show. It's in episode six, I believe, the last or episode seven. It's at the end where they ask they ask Michael, Do you think you being do you think all this talk about how you've been on the court and your attitude came at the expense of people looking at you like you were a nice guy? Because they're like, Oh, you know, he's so mean because he cared about winning. Like, do you think your desire to win so much, you know, came at the expense of people perceiving you as a nice guy and he's kind of like just like nice guy he's like I, I, I don't know man like I don't know and then he starts he's like winning has a price hmm. leadership has a price so maybe I pulled guys along that didn't want to be pulled along I earned that right because of all the time I put in. and I'm starting to paraphrase but I you know all the time because all these players came in after me. They didn't endure what I had to endure to get here. So they had to play to my level. If that hmm. means I had to get into their ass a little bit, I'd, I'd do that. You know, and then he goes on. He talks more about his philosophy, his mindset. Some people might get turned off by it. But then, of course, the director is montaging this with, you know, they didn't endure what I endured. And you see him down injured and like, ah, and then he lost, devastating yeah. losses. And then... Then he says in the middle, he's like, but they can say Michael Jordan never asked me to do anything that he didn't fucking do himself, you know? And then they show him training and they do like Rocky music. Oh, really? And that like Victor saw it. He's like, I don't know if that was the, but for, for me, that like redlines me. I watch that every day, at least once going into, going up to my competition. Really? Like that was like, that was mental. Like, yeah. You know, hmm. so that those are two that I've I, so oh, it's funny. also There's so many memes. Also, when in the Matrix, when Neo says guns, lots of guns, that's awesome. <laughs> like, and then when he catches the helicopter, when the helicopter is going down and they're like, and he's like Trinity and when he catches the damn. So rope. literally, so he's he was hanging from a helicopter. He lands on a roof. He's still connected to a bungee cord, which is connected to the helicopter. The helicopter is going down and about to crash. And he looks at the helicopter and says, Trinity in his in his thing like in, in, in his in, uh, in his Bill and Bill, Ted yeah. voice yeah, and he looks at the rope and he like 
wrap, he does a double up. Like he's like, look, I need to grab this rope tight. So then he grabs, he like, oh, I'm just going to hold this thing. And I'm like in slow-mo. It's like, that was the most badass thing I saw when I was like 12 years old or something. I was like, that's the most badass thing. I'm going to catch a helicopter now. I was like, I have to, I, have, anyway, I haven't seen that movie like, in a very whoa, long time. Noah, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. I have to watch that because I basically stopped watching basketball when Michael Jordan stopped playing. Well, then you'll appreciate this. It'll I'll be probably, nostalgic yeah, like, for you. It's, yeah. yeah, like, so I'd have to watch that. And it, it explains the memes now because you see a lot of Michael Jordan memes. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so that, that'll be, I'll have to watch that. But I feel that. like if I just showed you that part, it wouldn't have as much resonance. You almost have to watch the entire show because it's deep into the show. Right. It's not the end. By no means it's the end. But you need to almost see this whole thing. And then you've seen, a, you've seen all these examples like at a slower pace of Jordan, his behavior, he competes and stuff. And then they ask him a very point blank question. And now you almost hear his impression of kind of everything you've seen mm. and everybody else, what they've said. And it's, it's two minutes. And it starts with winning has a price, leadership has a price, and it goes into it. And like I said, some people will be like, he's an asshole. You know, other people will be like, he's one of the greatest competitors I've ever seen kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that definitely, it's a pump up. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. It's, it's all very modern stuff that's interesting, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, when, um, when Han Solo comes in and saves Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars, it's fucking awesome. You didn't see what, it coming, or, or huh? you just you sort of you talking about like at, at the the Millennium Falcon, a, a New Hope, Luke. You know, everyone freaked out about you know let go Luke and you know yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah. It wasn't that? It was <laughs> Han coming kid, in, like, shooting the guy, saying "Woohoo! All right, kid, let's blow this thing and get the hell out of here." I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's good, good storytelling too, oh, right? Yeah. Like because you, you, like nobody saw it coming at that point. <laughs> I know, um, even yeah. though it, you should have seen it coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he's a bad guy. He's a good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still haven't seen Solo itself, though. The you still haven't seen what? Solo. I just, it sucks. Does it really? Yeah. It everybody sucks. says it. But, it but like, everybody who told me it sucks is like this, like, Star wars file. And I'm like a casual fan. So, like, I'm like, am I going to hate it? Because I, I love Rogue One. Okay, I want to spoil one thing. Early on, they're like, name. And he's like, I don't have one. So the Imperial guy's like, Solo then. And he just writes solo. So he got his name. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. This is like, that's like the midichlorians of yeah. like fucking. <laughs> and also, uh, how they do him meeting Chewie blows. Oh, really? <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. Oh, so, it involves I mean, him doing, mm, 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 talking to him to talk to, to Chewie. Yeah. He oh, actually right. like tries to do, it's stupid. That's just, okay. So like. No respect for the canon here, bro. Not even that. But like, do we need to mine everything? To like, like one of the amazing or things literal. About you don't need to be so literal all the time. Like literally, he has no one. I will give him the name Solo. Yeah. Sorry if or I just, spoiled this for you guys, but don't bother. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the three-year-old movie, right? But like, there is a weird twist at the end that I won't remain. That I won't, not even a twist. It's like an interesting, an interesting plot twist that has no impact on the story. That's. Uh, no, an interesting reveal at the very end. Let's just put it that way. Interesting hmm. reveal at the very end. That's okay. I just feel like a lot of universes, like one of the cool things about John Wick and the, like the trilogy is like we didn't need explanation. We just they dropped us into the middle of the world. You accept the rules and these secret societies and that sort of stuff, and go. 
I mean, they did introduce John Wick when the dad is telling the son, like, wait a minute, you did what to who? No, but that's just, but like, you don't need to know, like, but the, it's imagination. You don't need to know, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you don't need to know the, like, I don't need to know the origin of how the hell. As this. long as it's logical, where we can be like, well, okay, I don't know, I understand what this is all for. I don't understand it's, I don't know the origins. Yeah, like, it's just, just let it be. That, exactly. Like, this is just how it is. Like, when, like, I don't know, I mean, you don't read a lot of graphic novels, but there's a, a well, this comic. is like the whole Batman thing. Can, do we, can we make a Batman movie without, Seeing his parents like get the shot. fucking pearls, like we, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> but you know, they did with Spider Man, with Homecoming. That was why that was good. I don't need to see that shit again, right? Like, just move forward. Like, this is the world. This is what happened. Move on, right? Like, that's one of the the awesome things about um, uh, Superman uh, for all seasons. It's a, a a Superman origin story, incidentally, but this is Elseworlds, correct? No, uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's a standalone. It's a, it's a, a true graphic novel if you gotcha. want to call it that. It's like four issues. It's it's written each issue is a season of the year, or a part a season in in the year, and it's uh, told through the eyes of a different main Superman character like Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lex Luthor, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And like we don't need to see the I love those POV. There's up. an episode in Batman the Animated Series called POV that was very that was very cool. Like where they it was just. Batman going into a... Is it the orphanage? And like the kids have like their vision of... Actually, that's, a, that's Legends of the Dark Knight, which came a little later. That's a great where, episode, too. Like. Where, they, where, they, where he did like... They did the Dark Knight Return yeah. version. They did, that, that's an awesome episode. No, this is, one, this is in the older animated style. Oh, you mean like the... The like original... The, oh, really? The original like the, temp- the sort of like can't tell 50s... Yeah, yeah, but it was right. still in the 90s. It was the 90s no, no, cartoon I mean, on Fox. Yeah, but the, the style of art. Yeah, it wasn't the style that made it uniform with Superman the Animated Series. Right, right. So it was called POV. It was just about uh, Batman going into a warehouse. There are some criminals there, and there's a fire. And it was like the story of that going down from the perspectives of one cop, the other cop, Bullock. It was like Bullock. Yeah. I think it was Harvey Bullock. Probably Gordon, right? Like I don't know if Gordon was there. The Hispanic female cop Montoya. Montoya was there. So, and it was like I think it was I think it was three POVs or two. I think three where they each did, it, and then they then you actually saw the whole thing. Right. So people were like, oh Batman, what was he doing? He blew the thing up or what? You know, that's you know like, what I mean. That, and it was kind of like he saved like, someone. Yeah. It was kind of cool. You know, that's really far ahead of its time, isn't it? I mean, because that's how cartoons, all these. That's like that's like. That's like Christopher Nolan before Christopher Nolan. No, and, and that's yeah, right. Like if you before look at Memento, fucking, there was Batman. <laughs> but like, and that's that. That's the problem. Like, it's and that was done in a twenty-two minute episode. That's yes. with commercials, right? And it's done. It's well. You remember it. It's poignant. Like now, I take that fucking Netflix series now. Like, I'm like Which Stacey Knight. Like all the Marvel ones. Oh yeah, yeah. You know where, and maybe it, it's the fault of mine and the way Stacey Knight consume. TV, we don't binge watch by any means. We watch things in 15 minute snippets at a time. Where <laughs> it's a 13 episode long thing that's completely uncompressed or decompressed, Very right? Uncompressed, yeah. Super decompressed. And you and you you can literally watch an episode and be like, what actually happened? A lot of discussion. Episode? A lot of a lot of two people talking. <laughs> a lot of two people talking, and then you have to think back and then like this person's perspective and then you're like god damn when did the ha- when did this happen in the actual timeline because it turns out oh there's like there's like the final reveal of this is that something fell on me too no that's actually me just bleeding did i pick at something even I- even be- even better <laughs> i need to get a band-aid um 
But so that's uh, that. That's just like shitty storytelling. Are you watching which one? Are you, are you watching Daredevil, Jessica Jones? No, we finished all this. We're watching Jessica Jones season three, and I'm like, God damn! Like I can't. I, I get couldn't through. watch that one. I thought season one was amazing because it was like a real good noir. This two was like, all right, this is two is about her mom. And I'm like, I get it, you know. But I, I mean, two is about like her Dare history. Da- See, that's the thing. Like, we don't need to know. I don't need to know that shit. Yeah, Dare. I mean, Daredevil. Was, Daredevil's the the best. Dude, the guy who plays Kingpin. Phenomenal job! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That he he killed. He's it. he's the bug man from MIB. I know, and yeah, I wish man. you know. I know there's this weird issue with like the Netflix series not being. I, canon. I hear Charlie Cox is gonna be. He's in talks with being. The MCU Daredevil. Yes, yes. Good so, news. Yeah, that's like that's it's, good for them. As man. long as it's not Batflex or uh, Ben Affleck. No, but rather. that's good. Like the, the, whether or not you agree with the mood and the type of storytelling that happened in the Netflix shows. And if that's consistent with the MCU, why not bring those characters up? Well, I, I think they should be in. I think, they, of course. I, think they I mean, like, I'm just like, dude, like, I think, I think, uh, it, it was not Josh. Is it Josh Bernthal? Who's the guy who plays Punisher? John Bernthal? John Bernthal. You mean he uh, should Shane? Be pun- <laughs> yeah, he should be, he should be Punisher. I like consistency and that's okay. So just and, and looking at, by the way, in a, in a comic book world, we have all these fucking, we have the multiverse. Yeah. So yeah, they, but they, they all look alike anyway. Like we've never claimed, well, we've claimed both ways that Superman can look different across worlds, across universes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he can look the same and have and behave differently. Right. So just bring these guys that we love and then tweak their characters to how you want them to be in the MCU. I just don't and, and I, like MCU, like I, they're good at like Jessica Jones is a noir, right? Ant-Man was basically Ocean's Eleven. Like, each one sort yeah, of, like, a fits heist. their... a heist film. A f- I, I, so, I, I, I apologize. You know, each one has their sort of, like, genre that the, the they're, they're itching, right? Like, so there's nothing wrong with bringing in, like, a street-level Daredevil-type character and having... I don't... I mean, it could be more like a Nolan-type feel, like, you know, like a, like a crime drama. Or actually, his uh, Daredevil shows are almost more like fucking NYPD Blue slash. Like, I mean, look at Captain America. How uh, Captain America evolved in those three episodes. Oh yeah. I Excuse mean, like, me. Those three movies. The first movie, I don't know how to categorize, but I'd almost say that was just like a classic. That origin. was a a period piece. I would say what a period piece. A period piece. Then the next one, Winter Soldier. That was like Jason Bourne. That right. was like espionage kind of thing, you know? And then the third one Civil was War essentially... was, was a, 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 Avengers 1.5. Yeah, that was, that was essentially... Event, that was yeah. an Avengers movie. But that was also more... I mean, if you look at... Um, it was more personal. Yeah, but, I mean, like, uh, Winter Soldier was like... Like you said, like Jason Bourne. Or almost like a... 24. Yeah. You know, like espionage, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And then the third one was was a... It was an Avengers fucking, movie. Yeah, a, a big. It should have been called Avengers. Honestly, it should have been called Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm it sure. would have been better. I don't know why they had to call a cap. I, honestly, I don't know why the marketing department said it had to be Captain America because they probably needed a third. Maybe movie. they didn't know it was going to be as big as it was going to be. But how can you take something from the source material of being a summer blockbuster of the source material, Civil War, and, and not a, realize that that was going to be, yeah. you know? Because I bet you a lot of people don't even realize Civil War wasn't an Avengers movie. They don't know that there was Captain America 3. Yeah, exactly. You know, And they just call it Civil War. And they, it set up what? It set up Avengers 2. 
Yes. So like, which, I mean, realistically, if, which is crazy because I always think of that coming after. Right. Age of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> I always think it comes after Age of Age of Ultron, man. That never that doesn't fit in anywhere in my head. Like it's just I, in it. It just the, all it did was bring in that one goddamn stone, and 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 Scarlet Witch. That's it. That's that's it. That's man. all I brought. Like uh, Ultron. Like man, I was so psyched for the movie, but and they made fucking Ultron like a snide, sarcastic. See, I don't know Ultron in the in the in the comic, dude. So what they should have done was base it on Mark Wade and George Perez's Ultron Unlimited, where he fucking comes in and just establishes himself as fucking alpha level villain wipes out an entire country and the world is like what the fuck like we have to take this shit seriously right and i get it they did the whole like oh the the world needs a suit of armor and what you know but like the one the most badass scene if you want to talk about like thor not be like being fucking badass is he ultron wipes out the planet or wipes out actually it was sokovia Okay. Or Slo- Slovenia. Slovenia. So they actually knocked down an actual country. Because no, Slovenia is not real. Slovenia Slovakia is, is real. Slovenia is a real country. So maybe it was Sokovia. Either way. Okay. He, he wipes Slovakia and Slovenia are both countries. Oh, Bosnia, Herzegovina. No, Bosnia and or, or is also a country. Is, yeah, I know Bosnia is. And that's split off into Bosnia and Herzegovina. That's right? actually it's a single country called that. I thought it was no. It was two that combined, right? My Eastern European history is the. Well, I mean, it was. I mean, it was uh, all part of the. There was the, USSR yeah. up until ninety two, right. and then. I but either know. way, so like, but the one moment I was hoping for in fucking Age of Ultron is Thor coming down, and they're all just ravaged, and Thor picks up his goddamn hammer and he, he rallies up the remaining Avengers and he just walks up to Ultron and he confronts him. It's the same scene, like. Cap standing against yeah. Thanos, and he's like, <laughs> you know, I could do this all day, or whatever. But Th- Thor just picks, is holding his hammer. He's all torn apart, and he just says, uh, "Ultron, we would have words with thee." And that would have been so fucking awesome. And they didn't do it in Age of Ultron. I was like, "You guys suck. <laughs> like, you guys are terrible. Like, go consult the source material. It would have been so much more epic." I'm sure they're and make him a fucking true mass murderer, not some like whiny giant robot <laughs> but either way so i'm, I'm weird so I, I, the thing with him is i don't the thing i found weird about age of ultron is that they introduced vision and yeah. he was like god mode in age yeah. of ultron and then after that he became like eh, i can get stabbed eh. <laughs> like his power level dropped and if they're gonna do, i mean honestly the suggestion there is that oh once he got into a relationship he uh, like, right. <laughs> calm, calm down. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was weird. They they messed with the power level. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. And I'm, was, I'm, I am still worried about Captain Marvel because her power level is off the chart. It's so. And I just I feel like it's going to make drama. It's going to be like, well, Captain Marvel could solve this, or Doctor Strange. In, in my Doctor opinion, Doctor Strange is his power level is is is. I'm sure comic book people know it. I don't, but. It's less clear how strong he is. He can do like he did some cool shit with Thanos, but it, for some reason I don't balk at it because I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. It, 
like maybe his mana is not his mana regen isn't know. there. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. He's a sorcerer supreme. Man. Like, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that that part. But okay, so <laughs> we got to we're gonna shut things down soon. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. on this tangent, because I, I we haven't talked comics in a while in the movies. Most forgettable. Let's go top five most forgettable MCU movies. Fucking Thor: Dark World. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Uh, Iron Man two. I disagree with that. I think Iron Man three. What? Is more, I think Iron Man three is way more forgettable than that. Even though I loved the Mandarin until I found out he was a flaming um, dude. But Thor, Thor two, definitely. Uh, honestly, I hate to say it, Captain America one. Except, I think if you watch Captain America one back, it holds it, up a lot better. It yeah. holds up better. You're yeah, like, but it's forgettable. At though, the like, time, I was like, whatever, man. Just a guy in a red skeleton. I'm gonna like, catch so much shit for this. <laughs> Black Panther mm. and Doctor Strange I, okay I think Black Panther and Doctor Strange are just more of the same origin story so yeah. people are like so I think Black Panther it's a great story don't get me wrong like I mean it, but I mean like no I think that the problem with Black was right, Panther by the way. was the bad guy they didn't pay that off well enough I thought the right. build up. I thought the build up. I think Black Panther set the stage very well. The payoff was, and I think it had to do with their CG for whatever reason was not up to par in that movie you as about, it was another movie. Black you Panther. Some of the fight scenes. Yeah, it's like oh, there was I'm like, like there's like a fight in the in the field that looked kind of shitty and was kind of pointless. And I'm and like, then, what is going on? And here? then the like, final fight between him and the guy didn't come. So you can't set, tell who the hell. It's like it's like watching Transformers. It's yeah. just like a jumble of metal, right? Like so, I, I think in that respect, I think. There was something about Black Panther. I thought Black Panther was really cool, but I think it could have been so much better and people just got caught up in the commercial success yeah. of it. And like, oh, this is great kind of thing. And I do agree that I think the beginning was good. I thought the enemy, I thought the bad guy was extremely compelling. I felt it was tragic that he died. Yeah. I think they should have kept him alive. They've, I mean, and I think there should have been like... Comics. A, I think there should have been... like I think that was something where it should have had the Civil War intimacy ending... Instead of let's let's go fight on these crazy train tracks yeah. with like heck, you know, bum, 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 you know, what it should have been like almost maybe no armor and two guys just because it takes all the humanity out of it at that point correct right? like it's and just, that it's was too, a humanity piece yeah I felt like it was a humanity I mean, it piece. was it was I mean just the central conflict of like the, I mean Kilwanger was right right like we can all agree like he was kind of the, the yeah a very he was he was betrayed yeah like he you know but so so but so. And Doctor Strange. <laughs> Go away. So the thing with Doctor Strange is, I agree, I don't even know what happened in that movie. Exactly. I just remember him being in I mean, the, I Nepal. Too, like he yeah. was in Nepal. It was, it was basically and, um, a combination of Batman Begins and <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> okay, so I agree with you on Dark World. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fuck Black Cloud somewhere <laughs> in, like, in London. That's all I remember with that. I, d- I don't remember a damn thing about it. Who was the, who was the villain? I'm I don't even go, know. Because so, Marvel villains suck for the most part. So you, you say Iron Man 2. I say Iron Man 3. Okay. As my, as my thing there. Black Panther, I disagree with you on being forgettable. I just think it, um, it came up short of what it could have been. Okay. That's how I would say with that. And then you just said, oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I fucking... No, no, I mean, go, go away. So what would your replacement for Black Panther be? 
Well, I was going to say The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> be clever because we forget that that's actually in the MCU. That was the second oh my movie God, with, yeah. with Edward Thornton. <laughs> but, but that was also a universal slash. I know. It was actually the first actual Marvel Studios movie, I think, I, right? Yeah, and, and it had him training with Hicks and Gracie. Yeah, that's <laughs> which, true. Yeah. <laughs> which we Yeah, so that was So the odd. thing is, is if I, I have to think about it because I'm probably going to forget. I've probably forgotten it. You know, like if I can't think of it, it's probably because I've forgotten it. Like, like I'm an Ant-Man to, maybe? No, the Ant- Ant-Man 1 and 2 were fine. I think I think what's forgettable for the, for a bad reason is the the Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, I thought was a great movie. Oh, oh my god, yeah. It was an like amazing movie, yeah. but for some reason there was no lasting like impression. It gave it. us the best Spider-Man too. Oh, I know, man. It it, it was it was amazing. Yeah, okay, you know what? Actually, I take I, let me let me, re- I, I let was, me retract Black okay, Panther. Okay. Captain Marvel. Yes, that's Cap- fucking terrible Cap- movie. Captain movie is not could this have been is, this really is where good. Our, yeah, our female Marvel audience song. just just starts. No, I, I think the movie. No, the movie was. You're right, Captain Marvel. No here, no hero's journey, garbage. Yeah, dude, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there, a lot, uh, there were a lot of there was there were pieces very forgettable, really though. good, but extremely forgettable. So I, I give you Captain. I'm like, Marvel. I get it. It's the 90s. Actually, I, get I need it. to pull this up. Hang on. So yeah, we did not. I've got. I've got the. I've got all the, the Marvel movies here in the MCU. We did not miss any. I agree with you. Dark World, forgettable. Captain Marvel, forgettable. Yeah. Doctor Strange, forgettable. And you're going you're gonna to take Iron Man 2. I'm going to take Iron Man 3 as forgettable. And on a opposite note, I'm going to give honorable mentions to the non-Avengers movies that I thought were really awesome. <laughs> Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Both Spider-Mans. And Winter Soldier. And I'm counting Civil War as an Avengers movie. That's yeah, an Avengers yeah, yeah. movie. That's just, that's so those are going to be mine. Oh, and the, the first Guardians I thought was awesome. Guardians 2, pretty forgettable. Yeah. I, yeah, it is pretty forgettable. But we're, it, it's we're, borderline. You and I are confusing... We we shouldn't be using forgettable and bad interchangeably. And I don't think we're using forgettable as there was no overarching arc progression. We just yeah, like we just sort of forgot the movie was there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that's and that's my yeah. Like I, I thought I thought Guardians Two is actually funnier in a way than Guardians One though. The humor was slightly different though. That was what it, it just some people it didn't like, like it. I liked it. But like I'm I'm for me it's pretty forgettable. Oh yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Guardians the, the, 2 is, yeah. I, I, actually it, it was so forgettable. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So Guardians 2. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll throw that in there. But the ones that were good, the the, the non-Avengers ones, I want to say uh, again, just for posterity and then we'll shut this down. In no particular order, Winter Soldier, both Spider-Mans and Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is a special film. That's that is. Special. I almost wish they had hid the big reveal of 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 Hulk. From and the no, trailer. not from the trailer. Yeah, because no, that would have been the biggest. That would have been the biggest crazy. Such a, I don't know why they. God. Well, why they had they? another big reveal, which was him getting lightning powers. Did he not have lightning powers? Well, or? I mean, him lose. I mean, is he god of hammers? Yeah, it was. Anyway, I mean, did he did he pull down lightning? I've never seen him do that before. I don't remember. In like he, he like, Arr! I think that was the point of the whole movie was that Anthony Hopkins, his dad yeah. was telling like, you need to tap into it, you know? And I, I'm just trying to think back to any prior Thor mm. appearances well, we, we and whether he was casting. World, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might've been lightening the hell out of everything I in know. that. 
So anyway, it is uh, eight minutes away from jujitsu class. What will you be practicing? Anything? Half guard top is what you said. Half guard top, yeah. Half guard top. All right, man. Well, listen. I need to work on passing. That's not <laughs> trying to scoop for an for a uh, a stacking guard pass. Stack is solid though, man. I know, I love it, and it's it's my most successful what do they pass. Say? You go, you either go under the guard, over under around around the guard, through. over it or through it. Yeah. My my through is okay. My around is terrible because I'm not an agile person. You gotta watch uh, Dehede a little more, dude, and the Mendez brothers. Yeah, and uh, and that's just the, and then the, over just cartwheel. Any of that agility jump. based stuff is I'm I'm out. You know. All right, so the kids are going crazy. Maybe they're getting candy. We will catch you down the road. Episode fifty. Hopefully, we'll get fifty more in the books. See ya.